0: Welcome to Casa de Confidence,
1: a podcast for women
0: and some cool
1: dudes going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins,
0: and your sidekick, Handsome Hot Husband. That again.
1: I am a dreamer, a traveler, a missionary, and risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, we are a supporter of people and if you just stumble into the casa for the first time welcome if you've been here before we're still glad you're back grab your drink of choice settle in and make yourself at
0: home hello julie
1: hello daniel collins
0: hey are you all packed
1: no i have laundry in the Washer.
0: Oh my gosh. So mm. we don't have time to dawdle, do we?
1: No, I don't know about that.
0: That kind of sounds funny on my tongue. Dawdle Dewey. Do
1: this is Diddly, da-
0: diddly dally, uh, Dilly Dally. Dilly Dally. Oh my
1: god. I don't even know how to speak. <laughs> hey, by the way. Yes. Sad news, the Queen of England has died. Hmm. It, yep. She reigned a long time.
0: Yes. She was, she was 96. 96 years old. And well, yeah. today is Thursday. We're recording this just a little bit early because Julie's leaving to get it on a jet plane in the morning. So you all know this news, but we just found out today.
1: I know. Well, we got to talk about what we know. I know. Hmm. So, Julie. Yes, my love.
0: We need to get you out the door. So, you know what? This guest that we got coming in today. I had
1: should, so much fun talking to him, by we the should,
0: way. <laughs> she get right, too. I had a lot of fun editing His episode that aired on 360 Women's Radio. And that was kind of a neat, uh, neat interview you guys had. And Mm -hmm. such an amazing person and a great, great interview.
1: But we're not repurposing that interview. We actually recorded a separate interview for the podcast. No, no
0: we're not. That was only like a 20, 25 minute uh, little interview for the radio show. And Luke sat down with Julie, and they talked about.
1: Well, one of the things that we talked about is how he made a decision to create a better life for himself and his kids and the community. And he always had this vision and dream of what his life would be like. And and Hmm. you know, I know that we talk a lot about oh, let's dream about our life, let's create a better life, but really, Luke is doing it. And and you know, he. Is really committed that there's gotta be mindset freedom to become a hundred percent authentic. And for us, you know, like I know that I want to be authentic. I want to show up. I want to have my brain, um, not get in the way, but this is a process. And, you know, sometimes we slide backwards. Someone, sometimes we feel like we're losing it, but showing up and doing the work. And shedding some of the stuff that holds us back is so important. Yeah. I, I really like that he's a really cool dude.
0: I mean right up your alley, transformational <laughs> mindset coach.
1: He is but you know the thing about Luke is that he really is so relatable and he could be mm-hmm. any of us right? right And you know we all we all have this desire for greatness or for better you know mm-hmm. maybe we're maybe we're not looking to be the queen of England but we're looking to be just slightly better nobody wants to sit around and be like oh i really enjoy being you know whatever mm. um but he's creating this environment in which he wants to motivate people and transform and improve because you know we're we're so far behind at times if we allow ourselves to stay there and we continue to feel bad, and we have to really shed our, our, our limiting beliefs. We have to shed the the lies that we tell ourselves, the things that keep us from mastering our mindset, honestly.
0: That's right.
1: Um, You know. Yes. I have to say that I think you should talk to Luke. Maybe he should coach you.
0: I, I have limiting beliefs. Do you think I have limiting beliefs?
1: I think you don't have limiting beliefs per se. I have
0: to say that everyone has limiting beliefs.
1: Of course. Our brain is programmed to be negative. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I, a large part of my life, my brain went straight to the positive. That's the way you it, are a very positive-minded
1: person. But what I'm saying is mm-hmm. we all can create our best life. and. Do you feel you're creating your best life right now?
0: Right now? Yeah. I feel like we're working towards it. Do you feel you have a roller
1: coaster of emotions?
0: But I do have a little bit of that going on. You know, physically, there's some stuff going on with me that's really um, limiting me uh, in ways in where I feel that I am less willing to do certain things that I used to be willing to do. And, you know what, that's... That's a physical issue, but a certain part of that is also mental. And that's where you can have a thing in your life that is pushing upon you and holding you back, but you allow your mind to use that and put up a larger barrier and a larger obstruction. And you just don't do things that you used to do because you're allowing those things to influence you and allowing your brain to give in.
1: So, here's here's what he's saying, okay? And I want you I want you to think about Me?
0: this. Me? That's what I'm saying?
1: No, this is what Luke says. Oh. Have you tried everything? No. But you're still being plagued by fear, mm. failure, self-doubt, roller coaster mm. of emotions. Mm. Okay? Frustrated that you're not applied every self-help strategy in the book that you read? Mhm. Sick of not having the energy to focus and Ugh, consistency.
0: That's me right there in a nutshell. Okay. That last part Be right there.
1: Stopped by overwhelm and procrastination.
0: Oh, I'm a procrastinator.
1: Okay. Luke is your guy, dude. Ugh. Luke is your guy. Transformational coaches.
0: It takes a while for me to get overwhelmed with procrastination. I guess that goes part and parcel with. um with being overwhelmed because when i get when i get to the point of being overwhelmed i just stop yeah i cocoon yeah instead of me instead of getting annoyed and invigorated i i shut down so yeah that has to be one of those things
1: have we talked about who, who your saboteurs are
0: yes we have
1: who are your saboteurs? i don't remember oh my god how do you not remember who because your
0: Because I my mind has shut down. Mm. Weren't you in this conversation? I was in this conversation. <laughs> Luke, he's coming for you. <laughs> he needs
1: transformational coaching. <laughs> I can't coach him. He won't let me coach him. Uh, but look, you can join the mindset freedom accelerator.
0: Ah, uh, very cool. Well,
1: listen, as humans, we really have so much potential, and sometimes it just takes us listening. Okay, you're I. I want people to know that I'm probably not selling this as I should, but I want nothing more for you, the listener, or Dan, to tap into the greatness inside of you. And and listen, even if you've just listened to this conversation, I know that you're going to find the inspiration and you're going to find some of the tips that helped Luke and his story is so compelling. You have to go check it out. He really did some amazing work, but Mm -hmm. I love just being able to talk about how to find that clarity Mm -hmm. um, and confidence and to achieve our goals. And, And that's so cool.
0: So if this sounds like you listen to this interview between Luke and Julie, if you want to get in touch with Luke, You can go to LukeHarlanCoaching.com, Harlan Harlan is H-A-R-L-A-N, LukeHarlanCoaching.com, and go check him out. Mm, I love it. Now, without further (laughs) ado, you said do.
1: Well, Luke Harlan is here to share his inner wisdom and to help us go confidently. Enjoy the show welcome to another episode of casa the confidence today i have a mindset coach and a really cool dude for everyone his name is luke harlan and i happened to meet him because i wanted to connect with individuals for the radio show and yes you can go tune in but most importantly he is a cool dude going confidently in the direction of his dreams very compelling story so luke Welcome to the podcast, and we appreciate you being here. Tell us a little bit more about you, and what should we
2: know? All right, first, much appreciated, and thank you for the moniker, cool dude. I'm like <laughs> I'm glad I slide in on that. I know it's like mostly you know confident women, but now <laughs> I get to be the cool dude. I get the little slice of the pie. Uh, what should you know about me? Okay, how long do we have? No, I, I think one of the things you mentioned <laughs> and, and touch on is my story. Uh, because it's something I usually lead with, which led me up to where I do transformational mindset coaching and speaking and help people create their best lives. I didn't have my best life. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of years ago, um, I was treading water and actually I was probably underwater and didn't realize that I was telling myself some of those BS stories, you know, Hey, I'm doing fine. You know, you live in your own dumpster fire. Um, Oh, that's so good. Yes. Doing fine so, in the dumpster fire. Oh, uh, everything's fine. Kids are on fire. I'm on fire, but at least we're warm, you know, it yeah. could be worse, you know. Uh, but the um, I was at a place in my life where I kind of let some of my myself go in the sense of I gained a bunch of weight. I was obese. Um, I wasn't feeling good about myself. Uh, I was shying away from interacting with the world. I was kind of taking care of business in the sense of some of the check boxes, you know, the kids and, and work, but I really wasn't fully engaged in life. I was a voyeur of it. Um, Mm. I think, you know, food and drink were kind of how I, uh, you know, treated myself to find some sort of joy, um, in the world. And I was just kind of, you know, just petering out as far as, you know, you know, just watching life happen instead of participating in it. And it really wasn't me. That's not my personality or my character, (laughs) but things happen in life where we allow ourselves to, you know, fall into, um, you know, harm's way. And usually it's directed at our own hand. Mm. Um, at this particular point in my life, Um, you know, I was just kind of floundering and I got a call um, because I had been, um, I had registered years earlier at a a friend of mine's um, uh, reception. He was uh, promoting um, getting registered for uh, being a blood and bone marrow donor Mm. um, because he himself was a leukemia survivor. And so I'd done this years earlier at his event. uh, And I get this call in the midst of my kind of doom and gloom asking me, Hey, we got a critical pill, critically ill patient here and that matched with you, are you still willing and able to donate? And I, you know, at the lowest point of my life, I, I, I this was a, actually a, a life ring for me to be able to do something positive, to help another human being. Um, you know, how, how often do you get asked to save someone's life literally and have the ability to do so. So fast forward, I fast tracked. I'm in the hospital bed laying there. Um, you know, and I had this moment, I'm just laying here ready to donate and I'm sitting there with my three chins and very uncomfortable. And I started crying and I didn't know what it was. And finally clued in that there was somebody, you know, in completely irradiated, have no immune system, waiting for this transplant, waiting for this donation who did nothing in his life. He mm-hmm. didn't have a lifestyle. He didn't make poor choices. Um, you know, this was just happenstance that he did not bring this upon himself. And yet he was dying and, you know, needed my help. And here I was um, obese pushing 300 plus pounds, um, you know, putting putting myself in harm's way, restricting myself to life. And I realized, wait a minute, I did this by choice. Mm. And it was this very cathartic moment of vulnerability saying, well, wait a minute, if I chose to put myself in this way, I can choose to get out of it. And, it was, that, and it, was that, it was that moment, that kind of low point where I had this kind of epiphany and decision that I need to make a change. I have to make a change and I can make a change. And that's when the stars sort of line uh, lined up and i left there after the donation uh, a few days later at the hospital and i had a friend reach out um, who had a weight loss program and a health program that i gravitated towards and i started getting healthy in the body healthy in the mind and that put me on the trajectory uh, to seek my best life uh, through the help of others by raising my hand and saying hey i'm ready to make a change and that was the catalyst which led me into Wanting to pay that forward, both in health, mind and body and specifically in mindset, uh, Mm. because that's what it takes to make that um, that really, you know, the cataclysmic change to want to be better and do better and get the help that you need to do it.
1: You know, Luke, I have to say that one of the reasons the story resonated with me is I, I, I mentioned my dad had myelodysplastic anemia and he was not a candidate for the bone marrow transplant because he was older and wow. he had some complications. Um, but here is someone he, he really, um, he lived life to the fullest. He really enjoyed and loved to take care of his body. And yeah. I, I, I know that there's been times in my life in which I have taken for granted the gift that health is. And I, I also have made steps to better my health, lose weight, get, you know, in that track because life is a gift. Um, but I would imagine, you know, we see, okay, this is where you were. This is where you are now, but in the messy middle, tell me a little bit about that because I I want people may be in the messy middle right now.
2: I I think if you are in the messy middle, the messy middle was that there's a difference between you know, success doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And and there's a difference between making a decision and taking action and then having the patience and the grit and resolve uh, and the discipline to get there. And that's the messy middle. Um, the, begin, the decision sometimes, even a, at your worst case, when you have to make a decision and you have no choice and you have to change, sometimes that decision to get better is the easiest thing to do because there's no alternative. And, but the problem is, is that the decision is great because it, it, you know, ups the serotonin levels. You feel good. You're like, I'm going to do all these things, but then you get struck with the reality of how, Mm. and then, then what's worse is because you're anchored in this sort of survival mode. You don't believe you can. And so you lack the confidence to go into it. So you really can't muster that up through motivation. It's only temporary. And that's when you really need the help of others, Mm -hmm. not who just to extend belief into you. And give you like the how bit, how do we, from one step to the next step. And when I was in my messy middle, I was, and it's what I kind of teach my clients is we're we're going from that stage of what's called the unconscious incompetent. I mean, we're just kind of bouncing around, Mm -hmm. not knowing that we're in hot water. And then when we hit that decision-making that we know we need to change because life is just that bad. Then we become the um, conscious and competent. I mean, we got to, I don't know what I don't know, but somebody please help me. And let me get some information. We start investigating, we start becoming self aware. And then in that self awareness comes that accountability piece where we kind of have to take stock at our lives and that's ugly and that's painful Mm -hmm. because we have regrets and there's some things that we could have done, should have, would, you know, should have, would have, could have, but that's in the past. But a lot of times we're holding that bank, that uh, baggage Mm -hmm. into the present moment thinking that we're still the same person, even though we made this decision to become better. Mm -hmm. We're that person that can't do it. So we're frustrated and we're kind of like, has this friction of doubt and hesitation and fear of moving forward. And that's why, Having someone else, a guide, a mentor, a course, uh, Mm -hmm. some instruction to how to get there and then extend that belief. That's why coaching is so important. So I was very fortunate at first someone reached out um, on the health arena to coach me because there's such a symbiotic relationship between physical health and mental health. They're Mm -hmm. interrelated when you're physically in poor health and you're surviving, you're depressed. And not only when you're and if you don't like yourself and you don't love yourself and you're then you're not confident, you're not going to put yourself out there, you're not going to take risks. You you minimize your wins and you mm-hmm. only remember your losses. Uh, and that's and we get stuck in that negative feedback loop because our experience has blinders on based on a relative of what we just happened recently versus what we've done in our, our entire lives. Um, so in that And like I always say in that mess is a message for you Mm -hmm. and there's a gut reaction. And that gut reaction is usually what you need to attack. So whenever you're fearful of doing something and asking for help, that's, that's your body telling you that's what you need to do. And that's where courage comes in and courage is that, that faith, that belief, that blind uh, assertion that I'm just going to do it anyway, because in reality, you already know where you are in your pain point. It's not going to get worse. it's It's always an upside, but we fear change. That's just how we're wired cognitively in our amygdala and our fight (laughs) or flight, you know, neurochemistry from years ago is that whenever we made a change years ago, we could literally be in physical danger. Now it's emotional danger and emotional management is where we are. So for the people who are in that mess, it's okay to feel a little helpless and (laughs) unsure and not confident because there are people out there to help you. Yeah. And you, and let me just say this. You were wired for greatness. You <sighs> are enough as you are. Mm. Absolutely. We just need to shed away those things that are making you think differently because you're only remembering the losses in the short term, not your life wins. Yeah. And it's hard to break free of that unless you kind of have a helping hand, where I did, and I was very appreciative, and I still do. I still have a coach this day as I coach others. Yeah,
1: coaches need coaches. <laughs> right.
2: It's it, I always you know, high, you know, high tide raises all boats, you know, yeah. it's one of those things that we weren't, we weren't designed to live in a vacuum to live mm-hmm. on an island. Uh, otherwise, we'd be this little single celled organism swimming in the primordial soup of creation. We yeah. were meant to be part of a community, we were meant to bond with each other, we were meant to pair off and have uh, our um, you know, skill sets and resources and use that to level each other up we that's how we thrive as mm-hmm. a society through you know um you know positive competition through dialogue through discourse through challenging oneself and then challenging each other to be better that's you know that's why there's you know you know people on the moon and space travel and now oh, we can see sure. galaxies away and we have you know great life life-saving medical treatments and all the rest of it like all the the, the modern marbles um is because of that so never think that you have to do it alone or anyone's ever accomplished anything alone. There's always a support system or a structure behind it.
1: People people that I I work with, and, and, and again, I want to reiterate that as coaches, sometimes people see, oh, what we're doing, and they think that we have it all together. And this is why I started this podcast because, <laughs> right, you laugh. No, I, I, I'm with you because I started this podcast because when I was in corporate America and yeah. I kept climbing and I got a promotion and all of a sudden you would see me speaking at a stage or you would mm-hmm. see me doing something cool. And yeah, it was cool, but I didn't have it all together. And people would say, mostly women would say, oh, I wish I was as confident as, as you. And yes, there is a level I am assertive. I okay. you know, will put myself out there. I'm an extrovert, but I have- those moments of doubt and uncertainty and fear and confidence is not something that happens just because you're born with it. Oh. Um That's a lie. <laughs> and you have to have, number one, people that believe into you, people that breathe that belief when you don't have it and you borrow it. And I wanted people to know through this podcast that we have a similar journey, maybe different roads, Right. Sure. It's about putting one foot in front of the other and then finding the people that you can come alongside you because we're not meant to, like you said, an island or go at it alone. And as coaches, we need coaches and as, as individuals, whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it be better your relationships or in, you know, get that promotion or lose the weight or start a business or, you know, finally retire and live the next chapter of your life it's important to be able to not go at it alone. Um, Luke, there's so many different things that you talked about. Um, Now, your friend that came with a weight loss program, what made you choose that? Was it because you know the friend or was it the program itself? Mm -hmm. And how did you make that a habit into your life?
2: Uh, Great question. It was divine intervention. Literally, Mm -hmm. I was uh, coming back out of the hospital. uh, I I was... they did, they do this nationally in 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 uh, mm-hmm. Georgetown at DC. So, uh, you know, I luckily yep. I was only a few States away and, uh, but I was coming back home and I got a call from a buddy of mine. I hadn't talked to you in six months and he just out of the blue, he's like, you know what? I got this urge to call you, see mm-hmm. how you're doing. And I was like, I'm at rock bottom. So wow. there was divine intervention there. There was no <laughs> reason I wasn't on social media at the time. Cause I didn't want to see my big fat head. Like, you know, I, it, you know, I was hiding from everything. And, uh, <laughs> So anyway, he reached out and why did I get involved with him? Because he didn't sell me on a program. He just said, let's have coffee. Let's just sit down. And he just wanted to be a friend. And he said, and he also happened to be a trainer and a gym owner. And they just adopted a new program um, that was working for their people. He said, look, uh, if you're interested, I can help you. I'll mentor you. We'll do all these things. Um, and so it was, it was because of him. It was the relationship um, that he was just looking to help me. And the program itself turned out to be incredible. I I actually coach that program to this day. It's one of my verticals to help people in their health, Mm -hmm. um, to pay it forward because it did such wonders to me. Um, but that's how I initially got involved with, and it wasn't until I started losing the weight and here's something it happens over time. Um, this was an accelerated program. I lost like 65 pounds in three to four months. Um, but what I gained was mental clarity, stamina, focus, Mm -hmm. and confidence, yeah. And here's yes. the thing is that the confidence just doesn't come overnight. It comes to what I like to say competence. Mm-hmm. Once I became more competent in changing my behaviors in actually seeing through, I wasn't perfect. You don't have perfect, you know, weeks, you know, some days you you falter and you're human and things happen, but as you just skill up and you become more competent, you start seeing the little results, the little wins that, mm-hmm. that creates a belief cycle. So you get the bigger wins. It does. And what, I always like to say it doesn't, you don't, um, you can't steer a parked car. You just got to get it going and get it moving. You can put new doors, new engine, paint it all up. And that's the same thing with any of our journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you had one of the things with this program, which opened the door for me, where I ended up transitioning into the mindset work was that, um, there are tons of diet programs out there, but they treat it as a diet, which means it's a temporary restriction Of what you consume uh, to manipulate your body in a positive way Mm -hmm. to lose lose the weight. What happens when the diet's over? You go back to the same behaviors and habits that got you in trouble in the first place. So this program actually had an entire mindset component. Mm -hmm. It had entire elements of life to how you know how to stay hydrated, how to get proper sleep, how to manage your energy, how to manage your environment, Mm -hmm. Uh, not just the nutrition uh, piece to it. And it it taught you how to create new habits. Uh, and behaviors. So now your default wasn't, if you got upset or you're depressed or something happens, you're not going for the drink or the ice cream or the pizza, you're going for a walk to clear your head. You're grabbing an apple because you know, it's good for you. You've changed your neurochemistry Mm -hmm. to create new behaviors and habits. And when I looked how powerful that was, I said, well, wait a minute, this is the undercurrent of how we operate as humans. If we don't get into the mix, we're going to keep doing what we've always done and continue to get the same results. So it clues me in if I want a different result, I have to go back and start at the beginning and say, why am I choosing to do this? And why can't I, how do I rewire it so I stop doing this new habits and behaviors? So that was sort of the precipice from getting healthy physically to start getting healthy healthy mentally so I can start controlling my thoughts, actions, and decisions. And so my default behavior wasn't one that was going to be putting me in harm's way, but actually creating the success that I really wanted and to become that person that actually could do those things and not just the old me that was sitting on the shoulder that I needed to, you know keep pushing further down the timeline.
1: Yeah. You know, I want to unpack a little bit of what you said, because I totally understand. And that's exactly how, um, you know, in my journey to lose weight and be healthy, it really is about the mindset. Um, oh, yeah. because we have these ingrained behaviors that we've created to protect us right over the whatever sadness and things and the circumstances going on and then we create these to create the shield and comfort but it really is the, what i call that frenemy because we hate it but we're so attached to it we don't want to give it up we in the mindset when you start to switch is when you really start to build momentum for yourself. I can tell you not too long ago, um, we, (laughs) my husband and I had a a little disagreement that was a little heated. And (laughs) typically when, you know, I'm a very passionate person and I'll go hard, but you know, we decided to, he went inside, I sat outside and I remember like, this would have been a moment, um, not currently with my husband now, but when I was married before, that when I had a disagreement with my husband at the time, I would turn to food sure. to numb the emotions oh, yeah. and um, I remember I was sitting there and we were having dinner and and I said, "You know what? I'm done eating and I went for a walk, and yeah. I remember that it was just it 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 was that moment in which you um you you kind of like hesitate and you have those extra seconds like are you going to go into default or are you going to go into the newness, right? And and I thought, well, who do I want to be? I sure. want to be Julie 2.0, the Julie mm-hmm. that doesn't turn ah. to food, the Julie that doesn't um, react, but really just takes a moment to be aware that she's uncomfortable, that she is, uh, you know, whatever it is that I was feeling at the moment, annoyed or, or hurt or whatever, sure. right? And that's where we, we have to... Um, bring the awareness and the mindfulness is so important because when we become aware of what we're feeling or what mm-hmm. the moment is, we don't yeah. go into the defaults that end up hurting us in the long run. Because had, had I eaten, yeah. I would have beaten myself up over it.
2: Right. And no, you, you felt you've just used that so much to unpack right there because that yeah. self-awareness is that key first Uh, You know, There are five critical stages or shifts that I I teach my clients uh, to create their best life. And that first one is Mm self-awareness. Actually, I can't teach them self-awareness. I can only, they're actually talking to me or listening to this show or -hmm. your radio show or anything like that is because they're already in that first step of, I don't know what I don't know, but I'm curious about what he has to say because I'm trying to better myself or solve a problem or fix an issue. Um, and that's that self-awareness piece when you're cr- cracking the door, when you're now open, mm-hmm. if you're not fully open, you're open to hearing new information as yeah. opposed to shutting down and defending your current life because it's too painful to look at. And I understand that. And we've all been there, yeah. but I can tell you, it's kind of like that bill in the mail. If we keep hiding from it, it's just going to get uglier and
1: oh, for sure. more,
2: more pronounced in our head. When Second notice,
1: fourth notice.
2: <laughs> and, and, it, you know, but, but the thing is, is that you call someone up and said, Hey, can we make a plan? Here's my life. What's going on? They're like, okay, we'll work with you. As opposed to in your head, you've now created this insurmountable like wall of negativity Mm. and it only exists in your head. So that's our mindset is we've created this massive issue, Um, but that's self-aware. And then you said, take that pause, take that breath between, you know, you, you don't want to just automatically react. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing in life that we have at the front end of how we process information is creating the distance between the stimuli and response. Something happens. Now, if we create, if we take that pause, that beat and we observe what's happening and how we're feeling about it, that's separating the difference between us automatically reacting the way we used to, Mm -hmm. and then actually creating the ability for us to, um, you know, independently, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentionally respond right. uh, the way we want to in alignment with that new version of ourselves, the Julie, who, who wants to be healthier, who wants to accomplish mm-hmm. these things. And there's a process to it. There's a lot of times because we still have emotions that are ingrained with their belief sets. Something, something will set us off. And instead of we're just interrupting the, the flow, right? It's like a light switch a breaker, Mm-hmm. Instead of just allowing it to go straight to the ice cream or straight to the bad behavior, mm-hmm. we're stopping the flow, and now we're saying, "What else can we do differently?" That's now in alignment. How can we right. channel channel that information? Dismiss that feeling. We're validate. We're always validating the emotion. Mm-hmm. We're just checking the belief behind it. Right. What is that belief? Is it a limited belief? Is mm-hmm. it a is it misinformation or right. is it just a myth or misconception that we believe to be true because we are told it a thousand times, mm-hmm. like. When you look at the world, like ostriches don't bury their head in the sand. They never have. <laughs> That's not what animals do. But if you ask anybody, there's That's an ostrich do they when do. they're scared. They bury their head in the sand. Why? Because somebody in a cartoon made it up. But yet, people never challenged it, and it's kind of an absurd thing. But there's so many things that you believe from childhood. Oh, for sure. That you haven't challenged, and you assume it to be true. But now you're making all these adult decisions based on that. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Everyone's going. An ostrich doesn't bury its head in the sand. Now they're googling it and they're looking it up. No, they don't. So, like, think of all the things that you believe that aren't true, but you're making important life decisions based on all the
1: time. Right.
2: So it's one of those things that it it would, you know. That's where I encourage people to have a conversation and to say, like, this is where we interrupt the pattern. This is where (laughs) we. We uh, validate and verify the beliefs that we still hold true, like you know, be kind to thy neighbor, don't kill anyone, like little things, you know. Right, right. And then, uh, and then there's the the ones we want to challenge and choose. The so, uh, limited mindset about money limited mindset (laughs) about ourselves. Maybe we didn't, you know, as a child, we were kind of beaten down upon or bullied or our parents said something negative and we just don't feel good enough about ourselves or it's an ex spouse or something like that. But we're holding on to that. Even though our critical thinking, intelligent adult brains like, no, I'm good. I have a degree. I've done this. And all these wonderful things that the, that person inside you says that I'm not good enough. That's going to hold you back Mm. from, you know, asking for the raise, uh, you know, taking a chance, starting your own business. Um, doing whatever it is that you know in your heart or your gut that you want to do and take a chance on but there's that negative um you know a naysayer voice that tricks your voice inside your head saying no you're really not good enough because you know you didn't you finished 5th in the relay race in 5th grade or something you know like something silly yeah. but you don't know what it is that that's creating that paradigm that friction and that's why we're going through life um, kind of two steps forward and one step back, or not even, you know, just being hesitating from embracing certain challenges, uh, either at the micro or macro level. And that's what, that's what mm-hmm. we really need to address and rewire. And that's, that's what I do with our clients.
1: It's so true. And, and I have to say, you know, I, I wrote, I wrote a, a, a speech um, on, we, we are like Dorothy. We always have the power But no one has ever told us and we've never bothered to check what kind of power do our shoes have to take Uh. us home or to take us to the place that we belong. And, you know, for so many of us, the other reason why I believe we question our ability is because we never measure what we're capable of and we don't give ourselves credit. Um, One of the things that I've been working on. In the last month, because again, not perfect, and this is a journey for me, but I'm working on um, celebrating, not even the win, but just celebrating that I'm noticing like, oh, look at my mind going at it again, thinking that I'm not doing it right or giving myself a hard time and really noticing those sabotaging thoughts and judgments that we make on ourselves. And many people believe that, you know, sure, celebrate the wins. Yes. Let's celebrate the wins, but also the win is noticing and the win the win is that awareness. And it's super important. Um, Tell me a little bit about um, when you're working with a client that has a a awareness is coming to you. What Mm. are some of the other things that you work with?
2: Well, it's, it's a very linear process. It builds on each other exponentially mm-hmm. to really get to that point of what I call mindset freedom, which is the name of the program and nice. like the coaching and the speaking and everything. Love it. Um, that first is self awareness. Hey, I I don't know what I don't know, so I'm going to have a conversation with you. <laughs> that second, that second transition and that transformation is that. The, the hardest part is really that accountability and ownership is looking in the mirror and saying this is everything that's happened is is accepting the fact. reality that everything that's happened in your life is your responsibility, Mm -hmm. not that you can cause you you can change what's happened to you from the external, but we always can choose how we feel about it. And our actions from that, because our thought process is very linear. Something happens, we have a thought, we have a feeling associated with that thought, it goes against our belief system, what we believe to be true, we make a decision, we take an action, we get a result. That's the process happens in a nanosecond, uh, unless we become conscious of it and we become the observer. But that accountability piece is saying, is that switch it's saying, even though it's hard to look at and look at the past and look at past behaviors, when you own your life, because your life is the sum of every single decision you've ever Mm. made. Say that again.
1: Say that again, because that's so good.
2: Your life is the sum of every decision you've ever made. That is who you are. That is your identity because that's that action that you've taken and that action Mm -hmm. creates results. And that's what you're known by. That's what you're known from. That's That's, right. And so that's how you, how you perceive yourself and others perceive you. So that's your life. But when you own that good, bad, or indifferent, or where Mm -hmm. you think it's good, bad, or indifferent, because we're like you said, we're the harshest judges of ourselves in the moment. We're the most self-critical is that if you take ownership of that, guess what? You now have the power to change. Yep. You have to go back and observe the behavior that got you there in the first place and change it. And that's what I, so that accountability and ownership piece is very liberating. It's yeah. not always the easiest to look at your warts and all, but once you own that, that's when you can, that's when we go into that third thing, which is challenging the beliefs, which I mentioned, we're going to verify and validate, or we're going to challenge and choose those beliefs that don't serve us from being kids and maybe we didn't have a lot of money. So, and, or we were told that people have money are bad, or they stepped on other people to get that or right. scarcity is piety. And mm. I can tell you right now, the worst thing you can do for the poor is be one of them because you can't help them. That's like, right. it's, so there's those, these mindsets that we have from these myths and misconceptions, money is just a tool. You can leverage it for in any direction you want. Um, so when you go back and you attack and we we challenge those, we start creating beliefs that are now going to be in alignment with the, one of the things you said, which is our force shift, which is creating that new identity through a new vision. What are our new goals? Right. What's that North Star? And you can't get there as you are right now. When I <laughs> tell my clients, and you know this because you said it, what did you say? You wanted to be version 2.0. Yeah. Wanted to be Julie 2.0. And that's exactly what we're getting at. Because if you were able to achieve the goals that you wanted to, as you are, you would have done so already. Absolutely. The reason you haven't is because you need to assume those characteristics, those habits, those Mm -hmm. behaviors, those actions that will have you achieve and become the person that can achieve those things that you want to go after. And the really cool thing about that is, is that there is somebody out there who's already navigated the landmines, have already set the path of the success that you're looking for. That fulfillment on the other side, no matter what you want to do, someone in some form or fashion is coaching it, has a course on it, has a blueprint on it, has instructions on it that you can now go find. So you don't have to be blown up with the landmines because you don't have the time, Mm -hmm. the patience, or the resources to do so. You don't have to. All you need to do is be willing to adapt and adopt and open up and grow, have a growth mindset, Mm -hmm. and be curious and learn and follow that path and then that's, that's how we get through it by creating that new identity, that new vision, which will be your North star. That's what you wake up in the morning going, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take grit and determination and it's going to take work. Oh no, the four letter word, <laughs> nothing in this, nothing in this life ever comes easy. If it did, it wouldn't no. be worth anything. So that's, so that's that next step. And then lastly, it's intentional action yeah. where we round our clients off us. Okay, Luke, that's great. Now I'm aware of these things. Now I know what to do and who to model after, what those behaviors, those actions, those habits, those things that I need to start implementing over time to make, to secure them, to make them my own, make my default behaviors, my new identity so I can make decisions. But what's the intentional action? And that's the action plan. What do I have to do every day? How do I prioritize? Uh, How do I execute on these things to become a better observer, to identify what that specific belief is? How do I get rid of it? How do I cope with that? How do I communicate it? How do I emote that? Those are the intentional action steps at the end. And then it gives you an an entire framework. So no matter what comes at you in life, Mm -hmm. you're going to have that pause. You're going to say, wait a minute. Normally, I'd roll down the window and flip you off when you cut me off, but now I'm going to go, hey, I'm pissed, but I'm not hurt. Right. My car's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to let let you rent space in my head for free and have a bad day and then vomit that negativity out of my coworkers or my yeah. kids. I'm going to let it go and say, hey, I'm fine. He's fine. I'm not going to judge you. It's a waste of my time. How do I know you're not rushing to a dying grandmother? How do oh, I know you sure. didn't have a bad day? How do I know you, you made a mistake? You didn't see me. Who cares what your intentions are? I control my emotions. I control my life. I control the direction of where I think, how I act, how I feel, and and, and what I do. And when you take that ownership back, it's incredibly powerful. And so now you have that pause between stimuli and response, and that is where your freedom Mm -hmm. is. That is the freedom in your life. You can't control (laughs) things happening, but you can control everything past that, and you can put yourself on a trajectory to live that free life, that mindset freedom, because you you guys have the key to your mindset prison. We create the barriers and the walls inside ourselves based either on myths, misconceptions or limiting beliefs that we can just unpack and uncouple and just get rid of over time by having a process. And this is where I just fell in love with giving, teaching people how to fish mm-hmm. instead of just giving you a fish for a moment
1: because oh, that's sure, only
2: temporary. Sure. And that's the same thing with dieting and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's your mindset. It's how you perceive yourself uh, and the world. Yeah. Uh, and when you can change that, you can change your entire identity. You can become whoever you want to be and mm-hmm. create the life of your absolute dreams. And you can turn and you can take your power back and stop letting others influence your thoughts, behaviors, emotions, and actions, because then that's not your life anymore.
1: Yeah. And I think that this is where, you know, our world sometimes it's so um conflicted, right? Because number one, we, we allow ourselves to live in false beliefs. Sure. Number two. We don't take the freedom that the pause gives us. And number three, we also assume that we know what somebody else is thinking or doing or what <laughs> their intentions are. And this is what ends up causing us a lot of um, unnecessary um, hassles because uh, yeah. you know, it, it's so many different things.
2: Well, but but people have to give themselves some space and grace and realize this is not <laughs> something you get to yourself. Right. You're doing to yourself now, but you started out as a perfect being. Yeah, you were a kid. You were you were excited. You were creative. You were a sponge. You were fearless. You didn't go, "Oh my god, I'm going to stumble and walk." You know, right. when you first started crawling and walking, you just went after it. You went after everything. You tried everything, and then along the way, we started absorbing our environments of being judged and being mm-hmm. fearful of being judged. Yeah, and we started getting quieter, and we started getting smaller, and we stopped embracing those things which give us life and purpose and joy and passion. And we got stuck in a routine of just doing the things we're supposed to do and don't rock the boat and blah, blah, blah. Oh,
1: for sure. Well, our brain works that way. Our brain wants the comfort. Our brain wants to go right. into the habitual because, you know, why not automate everything?
2: Exactly, And that's the thing is, but then we lose our identities and we lose <laughs> our sense of self. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we're, you know, being in an anarchy system, <laughs> uh, but you can be free in a system, and it's yeah. one of the things I, I tell a lot of you know my entrepreneurial clients and people like that. I go should I should I start my own business? Maybe you're not wired for your own business, but here's here's something you got to understand is that, and it's a great quote I, I learned years ago from Zig Ziglar, a famous sales trainer of years past. He said, "You may not sign the check, but you fill in the amount, <laughs> meaning the value you bring to organization, how you think about yourself every morning. Yeah. You are you are the CEO of you incorporated. Oh, how so you give yourself the value, how you level up. That's <laughs> on you." The biggest yeah. problem I see is obviously we were born with the divine intervention of free will. We have the gift mm-hmm. of free will, which is the right to choose. This is, and the problem is, is when we allow others to influence us, then we that we lose our right to choose, and that creates friction from our identity of what right. we want. We're compelled where hey, everyone has that. I feel like I should be doing more. I should mm-hmm. feel like I should be impacted. I should I be more. And a lot of times that's slapped down. You're being selfish or that's ego. No, that's your natural human condition saying, I want a choice. I want a perceived choice in my life to do certain things. Yes, we have laws and restrictions and other things, but in the end of the day, there's no restrictions to your mind. So mm-hmm. you can create more value up here and you know, exercise that on the world as you see fit within certain guidelines, but it's less influence on you. And that's the whole thing is that you can work within a system, but be free or within a company and mm-hmm. start to choose some of the things outside the line. Uh, but you have to give yourself permission. We live in a permission-based society. We don't go from one grade to the another unless a teacher passes us or we confer a degree mm-hmm. or you go into the workforce and then suddenly you don't get a raise until you you know, have an annual evaluation and you don't get that next promotion. You are constantly waiting for others to give you permission to live your best life. Yeah. And that's yeah. BS. You can do that at any point. You can make a decision and then go find the action steps, create that new identity and then find the intentional path of how am I going to get there? And if it's starting your own business, that might be a side hustle until it replaces the income of the job you're not happy. But that job is no longer a job. It is a leverage point. Yeah. I'm going there, I'm excited to make widgets all day because it's giving me the opportunity to take care of the home and the kids <laughs> while I'm not watching Netflix for 4 hours, I'm doing my side hustle and growing something differently i've reprioritized i don't look at my job as this oh a slave to the work i look at it as a leverage point and a gift to me to create right. an opportunity where i can go do something over here and create the life that i want and it's about prior it's about prioritization Absolutely. and it's about how you think about it how you accept or not accept what you're willing to tolerate yeah. but those things that are work that are challenges spin it these are yeah. just leverage points these are temporary and if you want something better Then create a plan to get better by thinking better.
1: Finding the finding the gift in every circumstance has been one of the greatest things that I've learned to do, because you know we we judge the circumstances or things or people, and we immediately assign them good, bad, indifferent. But if we if we just create the mentality that hey there is a gift here, there is a lesson, there is a something, then it it actually shifts how you go through life. Luke, I want to ask you. Um,
2: oh, I want to jump in. Uh, on no, jump in. Book. Okay,
1: jump in, jump in. <laughs> I, would,
2: I would have to say that was the greatest gift to me was that paradigm shift mm, that I yeah. originally read um, in a book called uh, called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Detmer. Mm. And the preface of that book is really extending Eckhart Tolle's, uh, one of his profound uh, statements that when you choose to appreciate and, and look at life as life mm-hmm. happening for us mm-hmm. and not life happening to us or we're yeah. the victims, yeah. but for us mm-hmm. and to accept those challenges, as uh, those obstacles as opportunities, there's um, a message in our mess, it, our ability to look at anything, mm-hmm. regardless if it's just, you know, some of the most horrendous things that happen to us, that's where we develop our grit, our resolve, our, our determination, our resilience, our That's where we grow as people is when we grow through what we go through, we evolve into that person Mm. who has that thicker skin and that focus to to create that life that we want. And it's really that paradigm shift. What you said is you look at everything as an opportunity or as a life lesson. There's the only failure ever in life is to not try or to not learn from what didn't work. Yeah, that's it it's not a failure. It's a try. It's a test. Did it work? Did it not work? What, if you don't learn from it, you're doomed to repeat the same behavior and get the same results. But you don't, you didn't come out of the womb and start running. Oh, for sure. You had to move and you roll over and then you started crawling and then you started walking haphazardly, you know, <laughs> but like, and, and build started- the
1: muscle and then like your virtual right. perception. I mean, there's so many different things that you have to uh, kind of yeah, combine and, and, to work oh. together.
2: But that's the thing is that embrace life for what it is. It's not going to be roses and sunshine all the time. But if you develop that determination, that (laughs) grit, that resolve, that thick skin to say, hey, this is an opportunity for me to learn. I'm going to be better because of it. You've just changed how you perceive the world astronomically into a growth mindset. You're going to be happier and more purpose driven.
1: I I love that. And I actually just wrote down and um, I got to figure out how I'm going to remember this. Uh, But I want to name this episode. Uh, The messages in the mess, how to how to find the message in the mess or something like that. I I, I love everything that you're saying, because it really um, when I work with entrepreneurs, this is exactly why I'm so devoted to helping them. Uh, navigate that mindset. Because without having the mindset, without having the mental fitness, the tiny habits, and yeah. everything that's part of what I teach, it doesn't matter uh, You know how many great tools you have or, and, and what a wonderful logo you have. Because many entrepreneurs will get stuck in some of the minutiae, but it really is about everything that you're talking about that really does make a difference in the business.
2: It's it, it, When they say there's coffee mugs, mindset is everything, it is. It's it fundamentally is. how you approach every aspect of life. Yeah. It it's like optimism and pessimism.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're
2: closed off from the world, you're never going to experience the joy and passion that's right around the corner. Right. And you, you can see two doing people
1: it. doing the same thing like I I I went out with somebody the other day I'm not going to name where or who it was, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it was I and and it reminded me that I I am really truly blessed because in the middle of what we were doing and what was happening I had the greatest time. It was yeah. a fun adventure. And the person I was with, and if not my spouse, I will say that, um, they hated every minute of it. And and we were experiencing the same thing. But it came to what wonder and curiosity. And not to give myself, oh, look how great I am. But it really is something that I've worked really hard at getting sure. to. Um, and We've I thought, wow, yeah. I've evolved. and. And and it has allowed me to have a greater, happier, more fulfilled life because of how I choose to see what is happening around me.
2: Well, if you think about it this way, the time doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. We only have the present moment. Yeah, indeed. And there, it's finite for us in this existence. Yeah. So even if you're stuck in traffic, you know, with somebody, let's name all the bad 80s songs. Let's just listen. Let's just mm-hmm. think. You know, there's so many things you can do to create a moment and say, "Hey, this is time we can talk about something." This is—I would have to say—the pandemic, the greatest silver lining for me was I got to know my kids again. Mm. I just wasn't taxing them to sports or coaching, or you know, just as they shove food in their mouth, like trying to look at their iPhones, like, (laughs) "Hey, how was your day? Fun?" You know, they run away to video games. I actually got to learn and see my kids. I got to understand mm-hmm. as a, young adults and teenagers and what they're thinking, what they're feeling. We got to have some deep dialogues, understand their fears and concerns about what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Like that was the greatest gift ever given to me, as opposed to just being their taxi driver or their Uber driver. Um, you know, because they're so busy because all that stuff got, you know, put on hold. Yeah. And so I approach it that way. This is a this is an opportunity for me to even improve my fitness and mm-hmm. do all these other mental exercises. Like the woe is me thing, if you're a victim. The victim mentality doesn't serve anybody. No. No one, no one's gonna come to rescue. You. And that's the exactly. problem. We we're taught that every solution is external. When mm-hmm. every solution is actually internal, you can have a mindset yeah. is internal. Tool sets and skill sets are external. You can go acquire new skills, you can acquire new tools, but mindset starts with you, and that's right. what you're saying. This is what you empower your clients with. Mm-hmm. Is you're gonna if they don't have the fundamental mindset to be open, to adapt, to be curious, to learn, to put ego at the door and they don't know everything and be willing to evolve, mm-hmm. then and only then can you teach them the skills and give them the tools so they can hit the home runs in life. Right. Otherwise, they're going to hit singles or doubles or just drag just drag an anchor behind them and never get where they want to go. So true.
1: It, it, it's 100% true. And I think that this is where um, I am so lucky that I get to do this. And I get to do life with others sure. that are, are open to the idea that they can become more open to the idea that they can um, live the kind of life that um, maybe 10 years ago they thought, oh, that could never be me. But it can be, right? Absolutely. Just as long as we, we give ourselves that ability to have permission. Um, you, you, you're wearing a hat, and I, I finally caught a glimpse of what it says. No. And it's one of my favorite sayings, no. faith over fear. Um, you know, in in sometimes we we forget sight that our fear can be and will be present because that's how our brain works. Sure. But sometimes we need to really be able to just take the leap. And it, there's going to be an amazing experience no matter what happens as you leap.
2: It, I couldn't say it better. There was a, a blog that I wrote that was too much of life is under the impression of what have do and be meaning Mm -hmm. we have to have these things in life we have to have the success or this money Mm -hmm. in order to do these things to become the person that we want to become right where it's completely reversed you have to become the person you have to be happy right to then do the things Mm -hmm. to have what you want oh sure It's absolutely reversed, but we're taught the opposite. And this is what people, that's why they never get out of the gate Mm -hmm. is because they think that everything has to be perfect and then they'll change. No, you have to change first to then do the things to -hmm. get the things that you want and have them. And that's what faith over fear is. You're always going to have fear. You're always going to be unsettled about something. And that's what courage is and belief. Mm -hmm. Courage is the fostering of believing in something bigger than yourself that you can achieve And even, and even if it's faking it in your head or having others extend that belief into you, we know it to be true because we have evidence every day of people succeeding out of the most extraordinary circumstances. And nine times out of 10, we're in ordinary circumstances. If we're in the U S we have it better than 99% of our countries and running water food. And we complain about our things. And yes, we have Mm -hmm. some issues, but at the end of the day, There's not much holding you back from changing your circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that starts in here and having the faith and that belief that you can do it because it's been proven time and time again. But fear is not something to be fearful of. It's something (laughs) to embrace. It is your body telling you that you're about to embark on something that's uncomfortable because it Mm -hmm. means change. But guess what? If you're unhappy where you are, change is exactly what you need. That's right.
1: Oh, so good. Um, you know, when when my dad um, entered hospice, mm-hmm. I actually I was so afraid and because well, I, I and I started to deal with the process of grieving. But um, yeah. and I and I'm like I don't know if I could be here. I don't know. And and he would keep saying to me, "Honey, you're so brave. You're so brave." And yeah. I remember thinking, "No, I'm not." But um, at one point i remember thinking whatever it is i'm going to figure it out and i i need to believe that I, this may not feel like i'm brave but i'm going to be here and sometimes showing up and doing what you think is the hardest and 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 you know you also said this earlier or or you know alluded to it and i and i want to leave the listeners with this if there is one thing that you are afraid of because something someone once told me this Look at the thing that you fear the most in your life and perhaps consider that that is the thing that you need to be pursuing or you need yeah. to be going after.
0: 100%. Because there's a reason you
1: fear it so much. And, and I will yep. tell you for me, um, aside from that incident, you know, that instance in my life with losing my dad, um, when when I knew my first marriage wasn't working, um, and I was, you know, I from from the outside, right? We had this life. We lived in the upper west side of Manhattan, two professionals. We traveled the world, you know, it all looks so good. Yeah. Um, and I was so afraid to leave that marriage. And because of what would people think that oh, it's gonna, you know, whatever, right? And I had so many different thoughts. And when I thought what, you know, and I left and it was the thing that I fear the most. Um but I'm so glad I did because I changed my life in so many different dimensions in so many different ways. And I didn't need to be in that relationship. And he is happier. I'm happier. Um, life has opened up for the both of us, but it really took taking the step toward the scariest thing that, that we can imagine.
2: Well, that's the way the universe works mm-hmm. is that you first, what do you really want? Why do you want it? How's it going to make you feel to achieve it? And when you align those three, the how to do it will reveal itself. Yeah. It's, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King said, you don't need to see the whole staircase. You need to take the first step. When you take action, when you get moving towards something that you want, you might not have, you kind of have a plan. And as long as you have a North star direction, life will meet you. The universe will meet you halfway Mm -hmm. and show you the opportunities because you're moving towards it. It's when we stand still nothing's coming, to,
1: nothing to, to rescue
2: us. Nothing changed. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Yep. But I've learned that's that the most intuitive thing we have, think of our neurochemistry in our body. It's regulating the liver enzymes. It's regulating your blood flow and the sugar right now. It's doing things you can't comprehend if you probably failed at your biology <laughs> test. On, right. Yep. Right. I can't point to all the organs in my body. I feel yep. silly. I know how my brain works now because that's the driving seat. But yep. at the end of the day, your body knows all these things intuitively Why can't it know that gut check, that gut feeling that says, wow, it's not to be afraid of it. It's to go attack it. The reason why Mm -hmm. it's setting up the signal and the red flag is because that's something you need to deal with, not avoid, not hide from, but you need to go attack it because that's what you need to get through it to become what you want because your brain knows. And that is just so highly intuitive that we say, listen to your gut, listen to your gut. That's the radar. That's telling you what you should be doing and you should embrace it. And it's scary. It should be scary because it's getting uncomfortable. Mm. And that is my greatest fear is being comfortable. If I'm comfortable, I'm actually retreating. I'm retracting. I'm going backwards. I'm not living up to potential. I'm not looking, living up to what I can be more impactful with and how I can become better. There is no finish line in this life. Mm. It is acquisition of learning and living and exploring and impacting and hopefully leaving a legacy Uh At the end of the day, well, you're
1: speaking my language when you talk legacy.
2: (laughs) Because the biggest transition I had from where I was to where I am now was that bridging the gap, and it's what I do for my clients between the check marks, the boxes of what we perceive to be success, Hmm. to actually fulfillment. Where's our joy, our our purpose, our passion, our happiness? Why do we get up in the morning? It doesn't have to be intrinsically tied to your vocation or your job. But why do you get out of bed in the morning? What gives you joy and happiness? And that has to come from within. It's not some object or some external. It's what you create in your head and how you approach the world and your mindset and your ability to interact with it. And once you get, if you can transition, then you realize Mm -hmm. a vocation is just a tool. But who you are and how you think and what you believe and how you interact with people, that's the good stuff. That's life.
1: Yeah. You know, this is so good. I I could probably talk to you for another hour and I will. (laughs) (laughs) I will because we get to continue the conversation and talk a little bit about purpose on the radio show. So this is so exciting. Thank you so much for your grace. And thank you so much for the gift of time, because I know that that's one of our greatest commodities. I so appreciate you. Uh, Luke, how do people connect with you?
2: Oh, easy enough. Simply go to my website. It's Luke Harlan Coaching. That's L U K E H A R L A N Coaching.com. Uh, yeah, no, just go there. You can find all sorts of re- resources. Sign up for my Mindset Mastery newsletter, get tidbits, insights, free videos. Sometimes I have giveaways. I just try to make it entertaining and informative. Mm, fun. Get some little shifts in there, not just your boring newsletter. Um, I also have a master class and so just your ability to consume more information and learn about how you can uh, you know, shift your mind to create your best life.
1: Oh my God, this is so good. And by the way, you definitely have some great content. I appreciate you. And I i didn't sign up for any new newsletter, so I'm going to do it right now. And uh, Luke, I cannot <laughs> let you go without telling you, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, which I already know you're doing, but thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, it's
2: my pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams.
1: I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel. If you've been spinning around, this is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's mastermind.